This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. It's MPB Season Pass on Think Radio with Sam Wells and Jay White. Just talking with Kevin Farrell here uh, of the uh, MPB Think Radio staff about uh, he's an M Braves season ticket holder. We, we were got just, a couple uh, of those wandering around the halls yeah, here. Ezra Wall, uh, one of our news uh, guy editors, is uh, also a season ticket holder for the yeah. Braves. We were just discussing who the Braves are going to call up next in the middle of the Mississippi Braves pennant drive here so that they could go play for the the big club that's 31 games under 500 uh, like they did yesterday with Dansby Swanson because, uh, you know, them two and a half weeks are going to matter in his uh, professional development. It really is going to make the difference. I promise you. Uh, so I'm not bitter about that or anything. You're fired up today. You've had a couple of days off going to see your baseball team over in uh Yeah, man. Over went over to town. Dallas to see the Rangers play the Nashville Sounds. And uh, that was pretty good. <laughs> Rangers took care of business. And, uh, boy, you know, they really should be held accountable for uh, scheduling FCS teams like that so late in the season. Yeah. But my, I, my, I digress. My Cubs were playing the Biloxi Shuckers uh, the last couple of days, too. But I'll tell you what, without Jonathan Lucroy, Milwaukee just has no bite for that lineup at all. Yeah. So. He's actually he's part of the Rangers now. Oh, yeah. And so uh, they were. So it made me think of it. Every time he came up, they were pretty excited. I did see that the uh, the big scoreboard. There's two big big video boards there at uh, the ballpark at Arlington. Uh, I'm sorry, Globe Life Park now. <laughs> and uh, one of them, I think there was a, a misprint and said he had 300 RBI yeah, for the season. It's pretty like, good. It's kind of some sort of a record. It's right a good there. pull. Yeah, so. the, to be the, to have that in July or in August, I know, bad. right? But uh, uh, while I was there, Mitch uh, Moreland received uh, his uh, American League Player of the Week award, which was pretty cool, uh, and uh, pretty cool. I know this is a, an everyday thing for Rangers fans, but for a Mississippian over there to catch a couple games, it was cool to see that uh, Amory Mississippi pop up uh, pop up on the board uh, whenever he comes up to bat. Which yeah, is pretty cool. Outstanding player from Mississippi State. Yeah, many years. But uh, we have a high school football show to do, Sam. Oh, man. The season is upon us. It is is incredibly hot, (laughs) and you got a hot matchup tonight in Batesville with Clinton and South Panola. You do. And this is going to be a lot of fun because Lance Pogue, this is going to be his last season uh, in Batesville. And um, we are efforting trying to get him on a season pass for the next couple of weeks to see see what he thinks about about that. Yeah. And uh, also, um, you know, Clinton is, uh, they've got a, a, a trio of really, really good players that are going to be playing Division One next year. Uh, one of those is widely regarded as the best player in the state of Mississippi, has been for about two years now. Uh, and South Panola is, um, I mean, what, they are, they are year in and year out uh, easily the most decorated football team in mississippi so oh, yeah the di- the the, the dynasty the crown jewel of mississippi high school football really yeah but a lot of people are uh they're they're totally at a loss for what south padola has this year they're kind of like a mystery team you expect them to be good and you expect them to be like a powder keg knowing that their their coach is coaching his last season there uh but um they have far less 
the roster of marquee names, at least for the beginning of the season, yeah. than they have in their past. But I'm sure after two or three games, there are going to be guys that that we know. They're going to stick some kid that's done nothing but played special teams before, and uh, he's going to run 45 times for 278 yards and three touchdowns in one of these games here in just a minute. His last name and, is Samford. Uh, right, right. And he'll be – he will absolutely be the next – South Panola tailback. Yeah, That's, so uh, that'll be how it works. <laughs> I know a lot. Of, I know a lot of folks in my hometown are really looking forward to the Clinton season this year. I mean, uh, Cam Akers uh, is one of the more decorated players in the history of the program. I would assume the most decorated player since Dante Walker in nineteen in nineteen ninety nine, um, and that was kind of a, the golden age of Clinton Arrow football for, uh, for you know from ninety nine to two thousand and one, where yeah. they made a, a couple of North State championship appearances, and then of course made the state championship game in two thousand and were bludgeoned by uh, <laughs> by Moss Point, um, but uh, this should be a great season for Coach Boswell and Clinton, and uh, we'll see what they have going on. You can follow all this stuff, Jay, on uh, on Friday night under the lights, which will be uh, on MPB Think Radio Saturday. I'm just kidding. Friday uh, nights at ten o'clock. <laughs> And uh, you will be a part of that. Jake Wimberly will be a part of that. And our guest at 1040, who I'm watching uh, speak in the other room right now, Russ Robinson, will be hosting that show. Uh, and we will have uh, Russ uh, in. And you guys can, can discuss what just great stuff you all will have uh, throughout the high school football season. I will be back here in my seat that I'm on right now, not talking, but making sure everyone hears you guys. Right over the state of Mississippi, so it'll be, it's a great show. It's a fun show to uh, to do, and uh, you uh, if you missed anything from high school football, you can check it out uh, every Friday night at ten right here on MPB. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Another good season, and uh, this year is going to be um, as fun. Then it, it's, it it gets bigger and bigger uh, with each passing year. So uh, that's you know looking very much uh, forward to this year Friday night under the lights. So some interesting stuff there, uh, you know, Sam, we were talking last night, there's a little bit of breaking news and, and I, this is always kind of, I guess it's got a little shock value, but to me, it's, I don't know, man, it's not as big a deal as I think some people are making it, uh, and to be Ole Miss has an, 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 an eligible player. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that. Cause you know more of the story behind it. Well, Jordan Wilkins, Ole Miss's tailback. A lot of folks, um, if you're if you keep Ole Miss football at arm's length, you know that uh you know the Rebels are more of a up tempo passing team, I would assume. But you can't have passing without running the football. So Jordan Wilkins was kind of the power tailback for Ole Miss last season, along with uh, Jalen Walton. Walton, of course, is gone. So Wilkins was going to be getting the line share of the carries this year um, with uh, some other guys, Akeem Judd, and then uh, a kid Sweeney that Ole Miss had last year. Um, Wilkins will be ineligible, Jay. Uh, due to some sort of academic confusion between himself and his academic advisor he uh from this is unconfirmed reports i'm actually trying to get a answer from a, a friend of mine up there now uh he is one hour short of eligibility requirements for uh to be eligible to play uh so old miss petitioned the ncaa uh for a waiver to allow him to play and maybe make that hour up and the ncaa said no <laughs> so Apparently, he will not be uh, eligible for this season. He will lose his junior season and will come back next year as a senior for Ole Miss's football team. Um, so if those details So he doesn't are, get to, like, there's no, like, red shirt that could cover that or I something like that? I or? think he's already been red shirted because he came oh, to Ole Miss okay. uh, out of high school with an injured um, femur. and uh, Or uh, what's your shin? Is it the femur or is that your thigh bone? 
No, I don't know. I can't remember. Femur, tibula. I anyway, failed that class. I can't yeah, That was I, a long time I, ago. I don't buddy. remember which one it, uh, it exactly uh, it is, but he came to Ole Miss with, a, with an injured uh, ankle, shin, uh, shin. I could never work on in the operation board. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. So, uh, Jinx, we dealt the same thing there. So, he will be out. Um, so, Ole Miss will be counting on Sweeney, who was redshirted a season ago after he uh, developed a stress fracture in his foot during uh, ball practice before the season started. Uh, so, it'll be Hakeem Judd. It will be Sweeney. And it will be a freshman tailback that Ole Miss really liked um, a couple of years ago in recruiting. Um, now Sweeney was highly touted. Sweeney touted was very in. was very was was highly touted, and they will be uh, counting on another freshman uh, whose name escapes me at the moment. And then, but it starts with a P. And then the other thing is Akeem Judd, man, he's Pen- the Penamon. starter. Pinamon will be the uh, will be the uh, other back that they'll be counting on. Yeah, Hakeem Judd was a great uh, back last year for Ole Miss uh, towards the end of the season. Now he, he took him a little bit to get started. He had a breakout game against Auburn with a touchdown, and uh, and he rushed for almost a hundred yards against the Tigers. So, I mean, the cupboard's not totally bare, but boy, you'd really like to have Wilkins. Wilkins uh, had a big egg bowl. Um, Wilkins if, would help you with with uh, depth, surely. Yes, but I mean, to make to make no mistake about it, Judd has he is the number one. Uh, and has been the number one. Well, maybe. It was kind of and between him and Wilkins. Well, he's been the one be on their one. depth chart, correct? Yeah, but the, the depth chart is not really like that correct. <laughs> oh. But Jeremy Liggins is... It's like the same the same depth chart that had Jeremy Liggins, number one at left yeah, tackle. It's etched in sand, as Ed Orgeron used to say. Etched in sand. Very good. So... Um, so it's going to be an interesting deal. I mean, uh, you know, also we, we haven't been able to talk about this yet, but uh, Mississippi State, Wyatt Robertson, the, the kid who started for East Mississippi during the Last Chance U documentary, said he was not going to play football at State. Uh, Elijah Staley has transferred, and Robertson is on the team now. Yeah. Roberts, Roberts, Wyatt Roberts. Wyatt Roberts, yeah. Uh, so I'm looking at Russ Robertson, Robertson in here, <laughs> Robertson in here. So yeah, but uh, I, yeah, that's an interesting deal there. I don't know um, if uh, if he thinks he's gonna if Mississippi State thinks he he might be able to get some playing time or not. But certainly gives a uh, a calming uh, guy in the in the locker room now that if in case something terrible happens with a bunch of injuries, you got a guy. Well, that's just it. I think you know this is like um, when the Braves or in in Oakland A's, for example trade for pitching nonstop and every trade they make it's more pitching that they trade for and you're like you've already got all this pitching why are you trading for more pitching yeah you never know you never know because you can have a situation like the a's have this year they lost two of their starting pitchers to tommy john surgery and all of a sudden you've got a gigantic hole in your rotation yeah. uh and that's i mean look they had a four-man race going on for the starter uh, Mullen, out. <laughs> Mullen essentially said so much as one of these guys is going to transfer. And I think, and I mean, I said this last week on the show, I think Mullen did one of those guys the favor by saying that out loud in public to the media to open the door for one of those guys to transfer and yeah. to take the pressure off them being the bad guy that's leaving the program. I think, I think he opened the door for whoever saw that they were falling back a little bit yeah. in reps with the ones the writing was on the wall. That turned out to be Staley, I suppose. I mean, I haven't seen the practices, so I'm just assuming here. And he takes he takes the cue and he transfers out. So the quartet is down to a trio. Now the trio is awesome, but you got you got one guy who is the supposed starter uh, to be in uh, Fitzgerald. You got Tiano, who's a young guy, and then um, you've got the guy whose name Damian I always Williams. forget. Damian Williams. Thank you who is the older guy. Um, but I think of the three, a lot of people see kind of a ceiling in Damian Williams' game. 
But there's almost this like tip of the cap to him because he's been around for so long. He filled in for one of those egg bowls a couple of years ago and did a fairly admirable job of like keeping the ship upright and straight. He held serve. Uh, right. <laughs> he did. He held serve for about three quarters. Um, so there's, there is that, but when a quarterback, when a starting quarterback is named proper, you don't know how those other two guys, specifically Williams, who may transfer to a school like a Jacksonville state or a Jackson state or somebody like that Northwestern state, some, you know, hey, Valdosta state, Northwestern state, you know, transfer <laughs> to a FCS program close by and and be able to play immediately uh, and showcase himself for the next level. So you would be, if that's the case, you would go from four all of a sudden to two. And having two, you're one bad injury in the season away from having a single quarterback. And a defensive holding up your playing. Right, holding up your entire position. And so uh, Roberts... You know, as far as some people reading into it that, you know, State is taking on quarterbacks because they don't like what they have, I don't think that's the case. I mean, you remember a couple years ago when Baby Favre came in uh, to Mississippi State, mm-hmm. uh, Dylan Favre? Yes. Um, and everybody was like, oh, man, dude, all the records. This is, this is awesome. He's, you know, he's going to bust through. I mean, uh, you know, he was. They had to get some stilts for him. He was to see over the line there. Uh, Sam Wells that said that, not Jay White. <laughs> I mean, he seems to be like five ten. I don't think anybody took him seriously, and I'm not trying to bust on the guy for his size at exactly the he same a, height I am. He had a great game against State when he came back under with UT Martin. Right, right. I but was at that game actually. It, it for whatever reason, um, you know, it, the bigger schools are not going to take a guy who's that height seriously for their quarterback position, whether that's right or wrong. But um, I think Roberts, you know, who. I read, I guess, had a scholar. He was the starter last year in front of John Franklin III, who was going to be the starting quarterback for Auburn, randomly. Um, you know, and he's, he's what, six foot 200, six foot 210, something like that? Yeah. So and, his, I mean, he doesn't have overwhelming size versus the other three guys that could play defensive tackle uh, who are quarterbacks at Mississippi State, the way Dan <laughs> Mullen likes him. You know, and Roberts, I mean, he's a, he's a Louisville guy, so, uh, you know, he's he's grown up under the shadow of the university his whole life. So he's probably a fan, I'm guessing. Oh, and yeah. he probably wants the experience of playing at an SEC university, uh, even if it means he probably won't play hardly at all, if ever. I'm not saying he won't. I bet he plays the first game. Uh, I don't know. I bet he get. I bet that all of them uh, get in the, the first game. And Roberts was supposed well, was depends. wanted by Mississippi College to to guide them into Division Two. Well, see, that's the thing. I think he had so one. He had a, he had an offer from Jacksonville State, uh, from what I understand. And that's I mean that's a playoff caliber FCS school. So it's not like the cupboard was bare. It's not yeah. like he was like, let me you know let me walk on at State, you know, or my football career is over. I mean, a guy like Wyatt Roberts could go play at Mississippi College and have an, a, an amazing career. And look, they're just now coming into Division Two full stride. Uh, I mean, he would be BMOC there for sure, uh, w- without any question. All right, so coming up a little bit later on, it's our high school preview show. We've got Russ Robinson from Friday Night Under the Lights. That's coming up at 40 after. We're going to take our first break, and when we come back, Chris Brooks, it's man. that time of the year, man. Chris Brooks from Mississippi Gridiron Magazine. We're going to have him on the show to talk about some of the best players to look for in the state of Mississippi this year, maybe some of the big games in week one. And, man, there are some titanic clashes uh, in Mississippi high school football in the pre-conference 
uh, set of weeks this year. Uh, the coach is doing a really good job stepping out um, of their comfort zone and playing teams that aren't uh, guaranteed wins in taking high school the, Taking game. the lead of the, of the first weekend of college football. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, we, as Sam mentioned, we've got some games coming up tonight. That and much, much more. We'll take a break. Season pass, MPB Think Radio. Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Office of Homeland Security. Public safety is everyone's responsibility. If you see suspicious activity, you can report it to local law enforcement or a person of authority by calling 1-888-4-SAFE-MS. If you see something, say something. This is MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission. Welcome back. It's MPB Season Pass on Think Radio with Sam Wells. I'm Jay White. We've called an audible during that short break, and uh, we'll have uh, Chris Brooks on at 1040 right now. Live in studio, we have uh, the host. Check, 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 check. Longtime host <laughs> of Friday Night Under the Lights here on MPB Think Radio, Russ Robinson. Good to see you, man. It's good to good to see you, and you are the co-host as well. That's, that's right. I'll, I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be talking. Half the thousands. It is. Payroll keeps going up. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you, excited about another season, and I know uh, Phenodal is a show where you guys um, are always pushing the limits on production. There's a, there's a video stream that goes with it as well. It's not just a radio show. And uh, I think for a lot of the people that listen on MPB Radio, they're not necessarily aware of that. But uh, tell folks... Uh, you know, maybe they're just moving into the state or they're, right. they're, they're listening to our show and haven't heard Phenodal yet. Tell them about what all goes into Friday night under the lights. Well, There's a whole lot to it. It's more than just the scores right. at 10 o'clock every Friday night. Well, first of all, it, it, it is a radio show and will always be a radio show because that's where we got our roots. And MPB has been there with us. Uh, gosh, I, I guess we're going into a de- over a decade now. But um, you're right. As social media has grown, we've kind of tried to grow with it and so we do video stream the show as well, and there's a lot of people uh, uh, that that like to see a video stream. They want to see, you know, the studio, and maybe we're going to have some coaches in the studio and some special guests this year. But um, you know, Jay, over the as as high school football has just gotten bigger and bigger, the show had to take on a, a different uh, look. And whereas back ten years ago, we would just do the scores, as you know, over and over and over and over. Uh, <laughs> People now can go to their devices and they can get scores. And <clears throat> excuse me, that we push them to the website, we push them to the app to get the scores. And so we're doing a lot of things uh, yourself, uh, me and Jake Wimbley and and uh, Josh West or whoever is in the seat, talking high school football, talking to the kids that that are the the coaches that that are making the, the the decisions on Friday night and talking to the programs that are are you know uh, stepping forward and. This year, we're adding something called Where Are They Now, which is a segment of we're going to be talking to athletes that had great careers as a high school player. And, hey, what are they doing now? Where are they now? 
I mean, there's a million of those. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of good ones. I mean, there's a lot of good stories uh, out there, and, and they need to be told. And people say, oh, I remember when, when Jimmy Johns played, or, I, you know, I remember when Tyler Russell played. What, what's he doing now? Yeah. And so oh, Tyler Russell may be one of the best of those, you know, because he, he was uh, the engineer of – I don't. I don't know that I'd call it an upset necessarily, but um, one of the biggest of all time. One of the uh, most shocking results from a single football. They, he coached the coach, quarterbacked the Meridian team that ended South Panola's eighty-nine game yep. winning streak at the state championship. Yep. And uh, you know he he played college, but after college, not not haven't really heard anything after that. So. You well, know. he's he's gone. Uh, the last time I talked to him, which was last year, he's gone into the insurance business, and I think he'll do very, very well in that. But yes, I mean, a lot of people not don't. in baseball. Though. <laughs> no. oh, I don't know if he can sell some insurance in baseball. They may need to <laughs> promote really him quickly. He needs to go work for me, right? <laughs> Move him up the ladder real yeah, fast. Yeah, you know, he's not real popular down there. But uh, <laughs> you're right. I mean, he did stop that. You know, we were there. MPB was there covering the game, and 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 I got to call the game, and it was just it was a. It was one I'll never forget, and uh, uh, but so so there's a story there, and uh, then we also you know uh, Jay uh, recruiting has become so big, and a lot of Absolutely. people want to know what these kids you know whether the dandy dozen or the top seven recruits in the state or whatever what they've done that night, and so what we've done is we've added newspaper writers and other sportscasters and people that do sports shows, and this year we're even including some of the. Uh, TV personalities from time to time to come in and talk to us about some of the schools that they cover and maybe some of the stories that they got that night that we didn't get. And I'll tell you, Jay, it's, it's not really, it's not about the show. It's about the kids. I mean, they play the games. And so we want to give every program that we can, uh, you know, a fair shake and as much time as we can. And that's been the success of Friday night over the years, Friday night under the lights, uh, a an MAIS Division One school could could have as much time as a, a MHSAA five A school if the caller got through. It is, and one of the things I I know uh, that that we really try to do uh, a lot of times the the biggest schools a lot of times the five and the six schools and maybe the biggest four or five of the independent schools get uh, most of the coverage, but we try to find you know, a, a handful of the stories that need to be told regardless of where they are in the state and tell those on the program. Like I know last year, uh, the tailback, the kid's name escapes me now, but the tailback at Kasuth or yeah. Kasuth, excuse me, oh. uh, that ran for, I mean, well, he was like 596 yards and like nine one touchdowns game. in yeah. one game. One game. Um, I mean, that that was just such an incredible game. We were able to run down their coach that night yes. and have him on the show uh, to talk about uh, the game that, that that player had just had, probably before the coaches and the young man himself could even, you know, uh, absorb what had just happened on the field. By the way, Kasuth, by the way, <laughs> being uh, uh, told to cease and desist by the University of Texas for using the Longhorn logo. Is that right? Yes, because Texas is being bilked out of uh, licensing money by Kossuth High School. <laughs> Actually, not not Kossuth High School. They sent it to the Alcorn County School District. So you got to watch. And, you know, I was in Dallas earlier this week, and I saw a bunch of Kossuth tags over there. So uh, 
You just got to watch out. It's all because of that Friday night under the lights uh, I know. on the it, internet, it, man. Yeah, that's, that's right. It just blew up overnight. And, and right. uh, kudos to both of you guys because I didn't even know. Uh, I'm from Mississippi. I didn't even know what or where Kasuth was <laughs> right. until that night when you guys were talking about that. And, well, I was and you know, here. Sam, to your point, do you remember the night <clears throat> that we had the coach from Walnut High School on? Yes. And we called him the week before. We'd been giving Walnut scores for years. I never knew where they were. Right. And so the first question I asked him was, Coach, how do you get to Walnut? And he said, well, you go to Corinth and take a left. That's and it. you run into Walnut. <laughs> it, was, it was a great interview. And he said, you know what? Everybody in town will be listening to this. And I said, that's what we want. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's, it's a lot. Uh, it's Mississippi. I mean, you know, we're, we're going to have a touchdown town this year. Really? And, yeah. And, and what's guess, that about? Are you, we took one city that people probably didn't know about that you are going to love because well, we drain the water out of it every week. Oh, Sebastopol. Yes, sir. They are our touchdown town. <laughs> and there's going to be like a three-minute segment. And we're every week, we're going to show a three-minute segment about... Sebastopol and so, and there's a lot going on in Sebastopol with 284 people. I I joke because I've got family. I got family in them 284 in Sebastopol really? and surrounding areas, Greater Sebastopol. Greater they Sebastopol. call it. <laughs> it kind of spreads out, right? <laughs> um, the Sebastopol metropolitan area. Yes. And uh, when uh, they win, we say party at the pool, and when we when they lose, they say the pool got drained. That's but this year they're our touchdown town, and. Um, we're we're really excited about it. We went up there and did stories on it. And like like uh every afternoon at five, the 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 man that has the, the hardware store that sells all the lawnmowers, he takes them to the intersection, which you know the intersection pretty well, uh-huh. I'm sure. And at five they have to ride all the mowers back to the store <laughs> and it's like a lawnmower parade. So it's a story that had to be told. You can't do that too much. Those become used lawnmowers if you <laughs> ride them too much now. The mileage, you're gonna have to run right? it back when you get over there. But but it's a <laughs> It's a uh, it's a a feature that we're pretty excited about, and uh, I know you know the thing that we started last year, Jay, that I was really most excited about were the roving people that the the, the host, because you just didn't you didn't have to listen to, to the same two guys for two hours, yeah, and it would be either you and me or you and Jake or me and Jake and you know or it, you know uh, Josh would be and Josh would be in there with you, Josh West, yeah, Josh West would be in there. So um, I think people like that, and I think they like the change up of personnel. And then Josh West is going to be part of uh, the group that's going to be doing the... Uh, Powerful Peanut Game of the Week. Yeah. And, and that is a really cool part of the brand also that's completely separate from the show itself. But if you go to funnutl.com, F-N-U-T-L.com, you can watch that game each right. week. Right. And this year it'll be in high D, as will the show when we stream. And um, uh, and in case you're wondering if there are any if the games are any good <laughs> or, or if you've got to wait to, to warm up to the season, the first game last year was the... It was the Hattiesburg Laurel game um, for the Little Brown Jug, right? Right, and uh, this is a game that Hattiesburg led by uh, four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Oh, they led by three touchdowns because Laurel scored twenty-eight points in the last four and a half minutes to come back and win. Hattiesburg, Hattiesburg, excuse me, thank you, thank you. And um, Laurel was reeling for about a month after that. They straightened it up a little bit later on, but. you know, that's it, it was history. It was, and I'll tell and you, you something can watch else. that, yeah. and and then we had it archived as well. That's right. And so that's, I mean, that's that's going to be a story that's told that game, especially for in, years in the Pine Belt. That's yeah. going to be a story that people are going to tell generations of kids playing high school football in that area. And uh, I mean, you can still go find it at the website and uh, watch the dramatic, crazy ending to that game. It was crazy, and this year, you know, we're doing uh, Cleveland. 
versus Cleveland Eastside. And what a lot of people don't know is this is their last year to play each other because they're consolidating the two schools. Yeah. So it's history, and it's being played at uh, Delta that's, State. That's that's phenomenal. And that's so a we're, great thing. We're going to go in. That's right. And, and we're going to go into Delta State, and yeah. we're going to uh, stream that game. <clears throat> um, but then we have we open up with Starfall West Point. That's <laughs> it's cool because the the ledger of games, some of them um, they're played between teams that are not necessarily challenging for a state championship, but you've got really cool matchups that have a lot of um, uh, geographical rivalry, intrigue yeah. and, mm-hmm. and and rivalry, like you mentioned that Cleveland High versus uh, versus Eastside game. Uh, that'll be remarkable. I mean, there'll be generations of people at that game. Um, and then, and like you said, that last game you just mentioned. Uh, the Starfield uh, West Point is the same thing. And, and West Point always kind of uses that Starfield game to be a thermometer as to how good they're going to be in 5A. Yeah. But then we threw... You that's know, two-thirds of your golden triangle right there. That's right. So they're, they're going to be fun. Uh, they're going to be excited to play each other. And then, you know, West Point is always a 5A contender and yep. Starkville is always a 6A contender. And then we chose uh, St. Stanislaus and D'Iberville, which uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, are, are saying, you know, St. Stanislaus, of course, has... Uh, the quarterback that's been around for two years right. and just hasn't been able to beat Noxaby County, uh, right. Brennan. Uh, and uh, so um, that's a good game. Then we're going to Morton, Mississippi for McGee Morton. That's another great rivalry. It's another great rivalry. So we picked we picked the, the, the best games that we felt like we could. And um, those, like you say, they're separate from Friday Night in Lights. They start at 7 o'clock or 6 o'clock, obviously, just like a regular football game. And we have two channels on Fanuddle. And you can go to fnutl.com and hit channel one or channel two. And channel one is the show, which starts at 10. Channel two is the game that starts at seven. And then, of course, I, I still say our biggest audience is MPB. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't care how big live streaming is. Our biggest audience is MPB because we have everybody listening in the cars that are traveling. Well, that's, I mean, that's, uh, that's it. I mean, regardless of where you are in the state of Mississippi, when you hop in that car after the game is over, if you're headed back to the house, especially if you got a long drive, maybe from one end of the state to the other, you hop in there, start at uh, what eighty-eight one, yep, Just and uh, hit, hit the scan. scan button. And regardless of where you are in the state of Mississippi, you're going to run into an MPB station somewhere. That's right. That's That'll be giving so you the high school it. scores on Friday night. Yeah, and we're going to do a better job. I, I remember you used to have the map up here uh, <laughs> of, of the stations. This year, we're going to do a better job of telling people when we come back from a break, hey, you know, you could be listening in this part of the state on your MPB station 88.1 or 90, you know, 91 or yep. whatever. Um, we're going to do a better job of that because a lot of people will be traveling and maybe they'll switch areas and they yeah. need to know to just hit that scan button or we could tell them where to go with, that's, with it. So it, That's it, absolutely. It, you we know, got the app as well. The the, the uh, Yes, and the app as well, but, but the coverage that MPB gives this show is phenomenal and I don't know where we'd be without it. I don't know either. <laughs> That's a good question. I, I shudder but to think. You'd be making it somehow or another. Well. Because I, I know, know you. <laughs> Fanuddle app real quickly. You've got the Fanuddle app. Fanuddle app is ready. In fact, uh, you'll be interested in this. Dave Shouse, Dr. Dave, mm-hmm. told me yesterday that since June the 1st, 2,760 people have downloaded the app, and we're not even running anything on it. You're right. So at the peanut game this year, we're going to have somebody there in a tent that will download the app on your phone for you. Wow. Yeah. Oof. I don't know if I... <laughs> I don't know if I want to have, I don't know if I give you that much control over my phone, <laughs> Russ, I'll just be honest with you. Well, I didn't but, say they're uh, going to do it really well. I just said they're going to do it. <laughs> Russ Robinson, uh, the host of Friday Night Under the Lights. It's been a long, long time. Working on, what, is it 20 years now? It's 23 years this year. There you go. 
All right. Uh, thank you so much. Friday yeah, yeah. nights, 10 o'clock, MPB Think Radio in the state of Mississippi and uh, Fanuttle.com. That's F-N-U-T-L.com. That's right. And we'll look forward to having you with us. Thanks a lot, sir. Thanks, Jay. All right. We'll take a break. When we come back, Chris Brooks, Mississippi Grenard Magazine. You're listening to Season Pass on MPB Think Radio. MPB is getting its very own car tag. But first, we need your help. To begin production, we need 300 of you to say yes to the tag. Go to mpbonline.org slash car tag for more information and also to sign up. A portion of the fee goes to help MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. Thanks for your help, and we'll see you on the road. This is MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission. Welcome back. It's MPB Season Pass on Think Radio with Sam Wells. I'm Jay White. Thanks for listening man. on this Thursday afternoon. Man, I love Morning. Russ. Russ brings up the energy, man, yeah. no matter where he is. I remember I don't Russ, know how he does it every I, single day, man. He uh, his, his daughters and I went to school together growing up. So Russ, uh, you know, when they bring your dad in to, like, talk, Russ came up there and was doing all his radio stuff. Man, I thought that was the coolest. Right. I mean, he should be a recruiter for a school. And then look, for, look uh, I'm behind the board now. Right. So it worked. Whatever he, should he, be, he should be doing some football recruiting. They, yeah. would, they would win all the recruits. Oh, man. Great for, play-by-play guy, too. Great play-by-play guy. Chris Brooks is with us now, Mississippi Gridiron Magazine, uh, one of Mississippi's favorite high school and college football folks. Uh, and it's time for the magazine here as we're the, we are in the week running up. The high school football season. And He's I guess the expert, it, man. It he knows starts everything. tonight. Yeah. And uh, uh, Chris, thank you so much for your time. How you doing? Doing good, Jay. You're all over the place, buddy. <laughs> I mean, is there a station in Jackson that you're not on? There's a couple. There's a couple. <laughs> Okay. I haven't figured out how to work them in yet, but uh, Dude, he's, he's James Bond right now, Chris. He's barnstorming the southeast, going to Dallas. I don't know where he is. He's here. He's uh, it's uh, you never know. I mean, I see the guy like pictures on Facebook at stadiums that I don't. I've never heard of these stadiums, and he's visiting these places, <laughs> educating the masses. Well, it was a, it was a straight drive, you know, Jackson to Dallas. It includes a stop in in uh, Ruston, isn't on twenty there. So I I stopped and took pictures at Louisiana Tech Stadium. And while I was in Dallas, I went to Fort Worth and, and took pictures of, of TCU's stadium. And in Dallas, of course, you have SMU stadium. So I saw three FBS football stadiums while I was there. Well, yeah, pretty cool. I'm happy you got a little vacation. <laughs> well, man, here we go. We got we got high school football. This is the first week proper of the season, and uh, we have games that will uh, have an impact on the season beginning tonight. We've got Clinton and South Panola. We've got an outgoing South Panola coach, which is not something you have every day. And then on top of that, you've got the most uh, name brand player on one sideline. Uh, you've got the most name brand team on the other sideline. But that team has tons of question marks about 
who their leaders will be and what they will do this year. It's a very intriguing matchup. It's different, and and you frame that correctly. I mean, you have this big-time player on one side, but I would tell you they're not a one-man team. Right. They just He's one of the best players we've ever had come through Mississippi. And, uh, I mean, he's going to be the, the topic of conversation. You know, maybe the bigger issue is the other side of the football with South Panola. Um, I don't know how else to frame this. You know, when I call people, there are a lot of people that are down on South Panola this year. And I left them number two in our rankings, not just me, but some other people I work with on this, out of respect because they're South Panola and, and they have made me look stupid any time I've ever gone against them. <laughs> Um, but there are a lot of people that think this is not one of their better years, that it just it catches up to everybody, that they have some really good younger classes coming through, and it's still a good team, but maybe not like they've had. Uh, so I'm, I'm very anxious to see tonight's game because usually when I hear South Panola is down, uh, they come out and they wear somebody out. Um, but I think Clinton will win it, but at the same time, I, I can't wait to see it. Well, that will be interesting. I know, you know, Clinton – the expectations uh, accelerated significantly for them last year. And while they had a great season, I think they came in under what some people thought they might. Uh, and so I think a lot of people are putting pressure on them to to reach the level of expectation that they have and, and for the star power that they have. I don't know if that's fair to the coaching staff, but because uh, they've already done a really, really good job accelerating that program in the time that they've been there. But Beating South Panola, that would be uh, uh, for Coach uh, Boswell. That that would be a that would be a watermark win for him. Well, it would be huge for them. Um, at the same time, it, it's preseason. I mean, not preseason, but it's regular season, a non-region game. So, I mean, these games don't count in the playoffs as far as seeding or anything like that. Um, it's great for the fans and great for us. And you know, remember, I mean, there is a ton of pressure. You know, I hope these kids enjoy having, and I hope Clinton enjoys having this great a team and a couple of the players they have. You don't have Division One players like that that come through every year. Cam Akers doesn't happen every year. Darius Mayberry, he's committed to Southern Miss at tailback. You don't have that every year. Or Cam White will probably be in the SEC. But you're right, Jay. I think there are high expectations there, and I'll expect them to come out tonight and play very well. Yeah, especially the end of the, to end the season last year, Chris and, uh, and Jay. Clinton really got just blistered by uh, Starkville. I know they were kind of throwing the towel in a little bit for that game to, to get ready for the playoffs, but uh, boy, just an ugly end of the season that I know uh, the town, the city, the coaching staff, the players, and everyone associated with, uh, with the school was looking forward to getting that taste out of their mouth for sure. Yeah, and I think that you're exactly right. That game wasn't a huge game as far as it was almost better to lose the game for seeding purposes, even though you're not going into a game trying to lose it. So I don't know what exactly – I don't know if they threw the kitchen sink at Starkville that night. Uh, they probably but, did throw the exact the, – the kitchen sink, period. Yeah, that's, that's probably exactly <laughs> what they did. But, uh, look, this is a really good team. It's a unique year in that I don't know if there's one team that's just head and shoulders better than everybody else. You know, Brandon's very good and they have a lot of experience back and are talented, but there could be six or seven teams that win that thing this year. And look, honestly, I would not be shocked if one of these seven, eight, nine, ten teams – shoot up and, and win the thing it should be a lot of fun yeah i thought it was interesting uh i you know a lot of the rankings that i've seen here in the state of mississippi kind of have uh brandon unanimously the number one team in the state the usa today super 25 poll has one team from mississippi and that's pedal ranked at number 22 so obviously yeah. those guys think that pedal is the best team in the state um so yeah it, this is a year unlike many in the past where there are not necessarily 
Uh, any clear-cut favorites in the top class or two? Uh, in some of the lower classes, um, I think a, a lot of the, the usual suspects are going to be teams to fear again. I know Collins in 3A is always around, and then you got Bassfield in 2A, and those guys are just going to be monsters like they are every year, right? Yeah, you're exactly right. And in your lower divisions, you know, Bassfield's going to be a heavy favorite. And, of course, you've prob- probably talked about this. This is their last year. Uh, Bassfield and Prentice will be consolidating next year. So th- this is a chance for them to kind of finish that dynasty run they're on. And uh, AAA, I mean AAA, 3A should be a little more open, even though Kemper County is, is a heavy favorite. Knoxby County, you know, there's competition there because you see what kind of a roster that St. Stanislaus brings back. And big-time quarterback, tight end, I mean, there's a ton of talent there. And 1A, you never know. I mean, it depends on who's going to be healthy when we get to the end of this. Yeah. You know, in some in some aspects of this, that's true for everybody, especially in a year when it's a little more wide open. But you mentioned that in six AJ and five A too. Give you an example. You threw out Pedal as a, a team that's ranked high with USA Today, and I, I think that's a really good team. And then they go play Northwest Rankin in their opening jamboree, and Northwest Rankin wins it. And I know it's a jamboree, but Northwest <laughs> Rankin probably won't be in our top ten six A teams when we put that out later today. So just to give you an idea of the kind of parity we're talking about this year, there, there are a lot of really good football teams, and I think it's going to make for a fun season. Yeah, and Northwest Rankin, I know fans, I know this because I live down the street from the school, but uh, their fans are very, very excited this year. They think they finally got the guy that's going to be there and stay there for a minute, and uh, you know they've got some things in order. they got the right athletic director there, finally. Uh, they they put the right guy in the AD spot that can raise money like nobody else, and uh, they think they got all the stars lined up for them to really excel in athletics now. But uh, let me ask you, flipping over to the independent schools, uh-huh. uh, you know, Jackson Prep, JA, MRA, those are the three that are always mentioned right up there at the top. I know last year a lot of people thought that it would be MRA's turn. Of course, they you know they're they're uh, extremely talented quarterback broke his leg very early in the season. Uh, and that kind of changed the dynamic for the whole class for the rest of the year. But uh, how, how do you see things uh, falling out in that class this year? Well, I, I do hate that Hayden Davis got hurt. Um, that, the quarterback from Madison Richland Academy is a great kid, a Division One football player, has an opportunity to play. And uh, if you followed his story at all, you know he gets hurt every year. And I hate that for that kid. Um, but there's not a bigger favorite in any class in the state, public or private, than Jackson Prep. You know, they're going for five in a row. This is a really good football team. I mean, Jacob Crawley's back at, at tailback. He's very good. And they have a sophomore uh, in Jerry Neely who that kid, he could very well end up in the SEC one day. So they are a heavy, heavy favorite in, in, in the MAIS ranks this year. All right, so uh, before we let you go, tell us about uh, the magazine this year, uh, the, the Mississippi Grand Iron. It's, I know you're changing your approach, and uh, every year I love how you do this. You don't you don't just you know copy and paste and do the same thing over again. You're always working to find better ways to distribute the information and distribute the magazine to high school football fans across the state of Mississippi. But I'm sure folks are itching for it right now. So how do they get the Mississippi Grand Iron information? Yeah, I don't know if change every year is a good thing, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure this thing out, and I know people get frustrated with me on some of it, but um, a lot of these things are out of my control, and we're working to find a way that best serves the high school kids and people that follow it in the Mississippi. What we're doing this year, not putting it in stores, uh, instead of a huge, glossy magazine and doing that one time a year with 220-something pages, 
we're doing this uh, with newsprint. It's still a magazine format, but it's, the printing is a lot simpler. Um, the distribution is a lot simpler. If you want it, subscribe, and we've already had a lot of people that signed, signed up for it. But you'll be delivered a copy every two months, including our preview in, in August. Um, we'll start doing our high school preview actually in in um, in June. So it helps me spread out the workload a little bit. Yeah, uh, makes distribution a certainty. So I'm not counting on you know maybe businesses that don't care as much about it as I do. You know, when you get in stores, you're outside the borders of Mississippi. Uh, this is a better approach, and uh, and honestly, I'm I'm excited about it. I'll bring you copies <laughs> first of next week. If I do not, you have every right to wear me out. Okay, I'm not gonna wear you out. I mean, you you, you I might. I want to see it. I want the <laughs> Sam, I want the book. Yeah, Sam may get at you, but you've already been on a couple of my radio shows. So I I mean I owe you. You know. <laughs> well, I mean honestly, when I'm doing this, Jay, I'm not thinking about the state of Mississippi or other people, I'm thinking about Jay White. Oh, well, and, well. and how am I going to get a copy of this in his hands? <laughs> that will happen early next week, okay? You can just email me an electronic copy of it if you want to and, we'll and, and, and take care of it just like that, and then you don't have to worry about it. All right, well, yeah, you guys have a good day. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Chris Brooks, Mississippi Gridiron Magazine, MississippiGridiron.com, the uh, absolute best site uh, to go to. All right, we'll take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, some sad news to kind of end the show with, uh, but a person but I, that I wanted to, to pay a tribute to, uh, especially on a night where uh, Yazoo County and Yazoo City are renewing their high school football rivalry uh, on the field this very night, uh, if they haven't moved it back, and I haven't seen where they have. But we'll take a break. We'll be back. This is Season Pass on MPB Think Radio. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back. It's MPB Season Pass on Think Radio with Sam Wells. I'm Jay White. Kind of a sad thing to end the show on today. Um... Uh, yesterday, uh, former Mississippi State offensive lineman Kyle Wallace collapsed and died during a gym class that he was teaching at Bentonia Gibbs Elementary School in Yazoo County. Kyle was 26 years old, uh, 36 years old, excuse me, um, and uh, married, couple babies. Uh, and, uh, you know, like I mentioned, he was a former offensive lineman at Mississippi State. Uh, a connection to me because uh, his father and my father were were uh, close pals together at Provine High School back in the day. Uh, but, um, you know, what's interesting about this is uh, those students are going to miss their teacher now. And this is a guy, you know, father, husband, educator, um, people like that. And there are thousands that live in every state, but specifically here in Mississippi also. Uh, and we need more people like Kyle Wallace, people who give these coaches, man, I'm telling you, he coaches at Yazoo County or he coached at Yazoo County High School. And Yazoo County is playing their first game of the season tonight against Yazoo City. His kids were two and four years old. So uh, that's tragic. But, uh, you know, in my vacation that I took earlier this week, I was in Dallas, got a chance to tour AT&T Stadium in Dallas, and they bragged about how, how big it was and how you could fit 
a billion Statue of Liberties and you could turn over the Empire State Building and it would fit inside and you could fit three Texas stadiums inside the one that they play in now and all of this other stuff and how it's got more seats and more big screens and all this other stuff. It costs $1.15 billion to build that AT&T Stadium. And as a guy, and I didn't mention this to the people who were there, as a guy who works in sports, as a guy who peddles sports for a living, I couldn't help but feel guilty when the guy kept telling me and all of us listening what all you could fit a million times over into AT&T Stadium. I felt like asking, hey, how many teacher salaries could you fit inside of this $1.15 billion football stadium? You know, how many police officer salaries could you fit inside of this $1.15 billion football stadium? I, I don't know. Sometimes, in, in the whole time I felt that I was there, I felt guilty. Uh, it, it's, it, it is the definition of excess, unnecessary excess. The stadium they played in was just fine. I don't know why we don't spend money on the right things that we do. The world needs less billion-dollar football stadiums, and they need more people like Kyle Wallace. So... Uh, sad to hear of his passing, and I know that it will be an emotional night in Yazoo County tonight. He also coached at Manchester Academy in Yazoo City, and uh, Kyle will be missed by the Yazoo County community. That's going to do it for us. Enjoy your first weekend of the high school football season. Our thanks to Russ Robinson for coming in, and our thanks to Chris Brooks for coming on as well from Mississippi Gridiron Magazine. For Sam Wells, I'm Jay White. This is Season Pass. Stay tuned. Coming up next... So the Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio.